It's been six years of podcasting, and without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to bring these podcasts to you. So I want to thank today's sponsors. And first off, we have the Pretentious Pickle Company of 190 Water Street in Plymouth. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to get down there, uh, go down and check out what they make. They have everything pickled you can imagine from uh, pickled beets to carrots to mushrooms to onions to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. They even have pickled um, uh, or pickled flavor cotton candy, I should say. They make it fresh there every day, and you can go in there and check out what they have to offer. And if you're not in the Plymouth area, you can go to pretentiouspickle.com and check out what they have to offer there as well, and they will ship it out to you. Their stuff is delicious. You should check it out. And uh, they are big fans of ours, and we are big fans of theirs. So thank you to the Pretentious Pickle Company for sponsoring today's episode. And our second sponsor today is Moonrise Cinemas. Moonrise Cinemas is a new drive-in in Plymouth. Uh, right on the Plymouth-Kingston line. They're located at 428 Court Street in Plymouth, Mass. And they offer a great selection of movies. You can go. It's very family-friendly. I went and checked out The Goonies there. They've had Marvel movies, a wide variety of stuff. And they're really starting to expand. They have had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This coming year, they're doing music on thursday nights on wednesdays are going to be 420 friendly events so make sure you check out what they have to offer uh, moonrisecinemas.com it's a great venue they have a beer garden they have uh their own food their food's phenomenal and they're bringing back their french toast which i'm very excited about uh, so make sure you check out what they have to offer, moonrisecinemas.com. And if you use in code INEBRIART when purchasing tickets, you'll get 10% off. So make sure you go to moonrisecinemas.com to get your tickets for movies, concerts, and more. And use code INEBRIART for 10% off on your purchase. And now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriate. This is Andy of the Inebriate Podcast, as always. Um, and today I am joined by uh, author, director, friend of previous guests, uh, Tim Kirkman. Welcome to the uh, Kirk, Tim Kirk. Sorry, I'm, I hear Kirk <laughs> and I want to add the Kirkman. Um, Tim Kirk to the show. Thanks, man, for coming. Yeah, sure, man. Thanks for having me on. So um, you've been working on a new book or the new book is out, I should say. Um, and it's called Christ Never Showed Up, correct? Yeah. And so I was reading the description. It sounds very... It kind of, like, makes me think of, you know, kind of subculture stuff. Uh, Tim Burton-y, little dark, little humorous. I mean, just give us the basic rundown of the book and... Okay, uh, the title, the full title is Christ Never Showed Up, uh, The Disappointing Near Death of Joe McPuppet and His Curious Life Afterwards. 
and the book looks like uh, like a composition book. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And so it's it's the journal of this kid Joe, who's 16 years old, and he grew up in a very small town in Idaho, uh, and he's one of these kids who uh, his whole life was his local church right Mm -hmm. uh like you know his school was there and his after school and sundays was there and sunday school it's just his whole life right um and he was a big star in their uh puppet play program there uh and uh but then he has this experience that happens right before the book starts where he gets hit by a bus and he has one of these nine de- near-death experiences, you know, where he's dead for a couple of uh, minutes. Yep. And he goes, he sees a light and he goes up and he goes to heaven and it's exactly as he expected it to be. I mean, it's exactly everything he's always thought would be there, except for one thing, which is Christ never showed up. Jesus didn't show up to welcome him personally to heaven. So... When he gets back, he's pissed. He quits the church. He quits all his family. He moves to L.A., which is the most sinful place he can think to be. And he just starts out to just break every sin he can, uh, watch John Candy movies. Uh, he drives a taco truck. He hangs out with Goss. Uh, and he just goes on these uh, these various adventures. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Why, why is John Candy sinful? I always think of him as so wholesome. wholesome. I can't well, talk he kind of stumbles on that. So, so yeah. Joe's never seen a movie, you know, I mean, okay. other than stuff that was like, you know, in his uh, Sunday school class. Right. Yeah. So, you know, church created content like um, Bible man and that sort of thing. Yeah, that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah, and so, so he goes, he goes down to he he ends up on Hollywood and Vine, living in a place there, and he uh, he goes down to Hollywood and he goes to one of the you know like an old uh, electronics store, and and the guy's trying to sell him a DVD or a Blu-ray, and he's like, well, no, no, don't, I just want a VHS because that's all he knows, right? Yeah, and there's a pile of VHS tapes for a buck, and. He picks uh, uh, John Candy's uh, "Where's Where's Harry Crumb," mm-hmm. and and it's the best movie he's ever seen in his life because he's never seen a movie. <laughs> and so, well, now at this point, the only real star in the world is John Candy. Um, so he sets out to see more of his incredible films. Uh, so, th- so that's a kind of like jumping off point into. Yeah popular culture that joe has now is any of this autobiographical were you small town religious when you grew up or no i i did grow up with a a a family of of ministers yeah and i did go to school and i did, did go to sunday school and all that but i i was able to kind of step away from it at one point um but uh, I kind of backed into this project uh, in a strange way, uh, which was about uh, 20 years ago, I, uh, I just started writing uh, 
Christian puppet plays uh, online for okay. a, a resource center. Yeah, that uh, that would uh, you know for I assume uh, youth pastors and stuff that were looking for content. And okay. So, I wrote these fairly subversive pieces. <laughs> And then after a while, I kind of got my friends doing it. And like, if you and I were friends at the time, I would have asked you or demanded that you write a Christian puppet play and put, post it up there. So um, were these, like, were you, now I'm curious, were these, like, yeah, were you getting paid to do this? Were you, like, trying to write real Christian puppet plays are you writing ones that seemed real but kind of were like pointing out some of the hypocrisy in the christian church like what was like what led you to this like well you're right the third (laughs) i wanted them to seem like they were real puppet plays yeah uh but i would try and put something odd in there or yeah point out some hypocrisy or or just something that seemed inappropriate but then i try and pull back you know yeah and there was a and 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 it wasn't really getting much out of it other than it was a very fun game you know yeah and it was also a fun game to share with friends and see what they would come up with because oh sure yeah odd thing to say like what are you gonna do if you're gonna christian puppet play right um but then after a while there was a there was a very active um on this board there was a very active um you know comments right yeah and so people get a little pissed off about some of this stuff so then i would do something like i would i would write a poem named adam and steve right and so then they'd be like oh my god here it comes and then it would just be your most straightforward (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome but it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah it uh makes me remind it, or it reminds me of um one of my favorite podcasts i listen to is called um god awful movies and it's I don't know it. oh it's it's so good it's um three atheists uh that watch and review christian movies oh cool and they're always saying like, oh, we should if we if we if we could just put our morals aside and make one, we would clean up, you know, that kind of thing. Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's so entertaining and funny to kind of especially I think one of the things that always gets the silliest is when the hardcore Christians try to write people doing things that they think are sinful like I, there was one where they're describing like a poker game and one, I guess one of the guys like plays a lot of poker or did it semi professionally or something. And he was so irate that, you know, th- people were betting and it like the, 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 the tempo that they were betting didn't make any sense. And like, it, it it's so fun. You know, just the, the things that in real movies, they, they bring in someone and be like, tell us exactly how, you know, who should be betting when and blah, blah. blah. But, um, yeah, it's it's right. Cool, if you have time, man, check out God Awful Movies is phenomenal. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we we I played that game too, where I would be like, you know, let's tref- go to the travel lodge, you know, and like, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, but the funny thing with the idea of those guys, you know, writing that thing and being subversive, right? Is yeah, 
is is we had some success with some of these that got really these plays were performed a lot downloaded like tens of thousands of times so like actual christians were performing these unironically yeah and the one that i thought would be like oh my god it's just so obvious or just like you know was one of the most famous and it was called uh heaven needs firemen and my friend joel wrote it and it was about it was about 9 11 okay the the story was uh a fireman go. It's uh, uh, fireman goes to work, right? And then yeah. the kids are at home and they're playing the Bible game and with mom. And then um, they find out that the, the, the towers have fallen, right? Yeah. And they're like, "What is, my, is daddy coming home? No, daddy. God brought daddy to heaven to fight the flames of hell that are always trying to burn down <laughs> heaven." And, you know. And and I was, I was like, this is too crazy, but people loved it, man. <laughs> it was yeah, it's it's crazy that that took off. That's so funny. I didn't even know Christian puppet shows were a thing. Uh, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you've also directed some stuff too. Do do you do you tend to write and direct the same? Like do you tend to direct the projects you write i, sh- I should say that um yeah i've direct the stuff i've directed has <coughs> all been stuff i've written or co-written mm-hmm. um i produce and that's generally then with uh those are documentaries so then that's you know there's i'm involved in the creation of the documentary or research and so forth but i'm not writer yeah but the yeah. The two things I've written are both, uh, they're faux, uh, they're fake audio tracks. Um, okay. So like one was to a film called Terra Frankenstein. And it pretend, you know, it pretends to be the audio commentary track of the director and writer talking about the making of the film. And we're, they keep talking about the tragedy and this and that. We're wondering what happened. And I mean, it's all made up. And right. slowly we're realizing that a number of people got killed on the set. And then there was some kind of trial. And, you know, and so we play out this really long story. Um, and then the other one was called Sex Madness Revealed. And that's the one that our friend Rob Zabrecki was in. Mm-hmm. And, and Patton Oswalt, too. And right? that one, yeah, Patton played uh the podcast uh uh a podcaster uh for a sh- show called the film deck where he would show films and people at home could watch them along while they did the commentary and he'd have guests to talk and Zabrecki was the played the grandson of the filmmaker who had made this uh sexploitation movie in the 30s yeah and there turns out to be a whole conspiracy behind that um and it was just great because zabrecki was doing his zabrecki character right yeah uh and so it was just a lot of patent like trying to get him to come out of his shell and talk you know yeah. uh, it was very fun very fun that's funny the the frankenstein one it just makes me it sounds like a cross between like a MST3K and uh, like a director's commentary. Yeah, 
That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like MSTK because it's scripted. It's not, these aren't like off right. the cuff. You know? Yeah. So I get the feeling from like posters behind you and, and just from talking to you for a few minutes here that you kind of have a passion for like the odd and weird and, you know, kind of like cheesy, bad horror movies, you know, that what is it about kind of the silly macabre that intrigues people? Like I get real macabre, but like myself, I love bad horror movies and, you know, I love Tim Burton drawings because they're creepy and weird, but still silly too. Like why, why do we like to not take death seriously? Uh, Boy, that's a good question. Uh, I think for me, I I have always just liked, I I always find more meaning in in flawed works than in perfect works. You know, like uh, Apocalypse Now is one of my favorite movies. And I I can't say that's a, 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 a masterpiece. It's just, it's so messed up. But there's something so incredible about people trying so hard or not and then <laughs> ending up with something kind of kind of special you know what i mean yeah uh like on your end do you like say the ed wood type film where it's a guy who's very genuinely trying to make something good or is it somebody's like let's just shoot this in three days and make some money kind of thing so there's a fine line to it and it's hard to say because like I saw like the first Sharknado I enjoyed, but then like I never had any interest in watching the prequels because it's like now you're trying, you're actively trying to make a bad movie. Right. Um, but like I love this stuff from like the 50s and 60s where there's giant radioactive locusts climbing on buildings and it's just grasshoppers on a postcard. And you can clearly see that it's, yeah, you know, there's no perspective of the building and, you know, um, because I mean, even some of that I can appreciate for the, Hey, we have no money. How do we shoot giant grasshoppers on a building? And be like, I will shoot regular grasshoppers yeah. on a postcard. Um, yeah. But then, then there's one, um, I want to say it's called Lamageddon. I just watched it on Amazon prime not too long ago, but that's low budget. And it's bad from the beginning. Like you can tell they're kind of not being super serious. Like one character, every single scene he's in, he's wearing a different shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, I know. Same here. I, I like, I like when, like with the grasshopper thing, you're saying it's like, they didn't go, well, we don't have the money to do this, so let's just not make it. They're like, well, how do we do it? Okay, yeah. we'll just put a little grass up. That's great. But I also like people who you watch it and you're like, have you never seen a movie? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, like 10 minutes of someone like driving to the gas station, filling up, you know? And I think, I think that is part of it. Like the Lamagen thing, they were clearly doing it tongue in cheek, you know, with the guy wearing a shirt in every different scene, they're like, okay, uh, we know this is silly. So let's uh, be a little silly where Sharknado wasn't trying to be silly. They were trying to be bad, I guess, if that makes any sense. Right. Right. Like a big wink, right? Like, yeah. A big wink. 
to the audience. It, it's it's like a Ren fair. Yeah, you know, it's silly, but we're all in the joke together where Sharknado was more like, hey, our bad movie made us a lot of money. So let's just make another one. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't have no patience for those. You know, yeah. uh, it's just a waste, really. It's just a waste. I think I would have seen the sequels if like if the first one was terrible, but made them so much money where they're like, oh, let's spend, you know, 70 million dollars and make a blockbuster movie called sharknado like if they just took the same first movie and made it with like really phenomenal special effects and like upgraded the actors and if they did it serious the second time i think i would go see that that'd be interesting to me. sure i think it would also be interesting if you're like okay well we're gonna put a big budget where we're gonna get the guy who did birdemic to do it (laughs) oh man that's so bad yeah and it's such an interesting time because you see something like Birdemic, but um, then if you go back and uh, uh, have you ever heard of, I think it was called Troops. It came out a long time ago. It was like a Star Wars short where they followed stormtroopers around like it was an episode of Cops. Oh, cool. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. And the special effects are great in it. I mean, yeah. for what it is, you know, and it's like light years better than Birdemic. And you're like, how yeah. did how did how did that not happen? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And also, I also, the thing I love about those films is, you know, in all films, you kind of see something from the maker, you know? Yeah. But sometimes it's so obvious. It's like, like in Birdemic, it's like, yeah, I'm doing my big deal and I'm, uh, I just made a million, my second million or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, dude, what is this? This is your wet dream or something, you know? Yeah, and uh, the, the one thing I, I remember glaringly in that one is the the lead female actor was like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to be a Victoria's Secret model," and you know, and they kept like implying that she still needed another job, and it's like that's one like the biggest modeling job there is. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just so bad. It's, it's I don't know. It's something. I guess it's because I do have an appreciation for the macabre. You know, I grew up on like um, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not and all those creepy, cool shows. But I'm not a serious person, you know, like I love Uh to, to joke around and, you know, play the fool. So I feel like it's just those two things are what really appeal to me. Like, I, I do like the creepy you know, we're all going to die kind of stuff. But, you know, if you can do that in a Shaun of the Dead style, man, that's, it just feels natural to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other end of this is um, I uh, produced a movie called uh, Room 237. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? No. And it's about, okay, well, it's about the um, the Shining. And okay. it's about, what we do is we follow, we followed four four people, five people, who had a very specific series about what The Shining is about. Like one believes it's about uh, uh, the genocide of Native Americans. And another believes that it was Kubrick, uh, a coded message confessing that he faked the moon landing. The Apollo <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like in that word, so in that one, in that segment, when we're following 
John, the guy who believes yeah. that. We yeah. showed all the, you know, all the, you know, we had him talking. And we never saw them. You know, it was this voiceover. Yeah. And we would show the images of, like, you know, uh, Danny's wearing a shirt with a, with a rocket on it. And there's an 11. And, you know, all these things. And, um, yeah. and what was really fun about it is we never... Like, like what we're seeing with Chuck. No, there was never like, ah, look at these idiots. It was like, it was like, we're going to take this as completely seriously, and we're going to create as, uh, as, as, uh, as, as good an argument as we can for your theory, and and you know, with images and and, and everything. Um, and it was really, it was really, I'm really proud of it. It's really, uh, it, it, it's. Uh, it's fun to watch because you're most a lot of the time you're kind of go, oh come on and then you're like holy shit maybe you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's interesting so yeah the the um Christ never showed up yeah you explain uh, like where that idea came from do you do you tend to kind of look at your life for like inspirations here and there or I I have like a little laundry list of, of you know, story ideas that I always add to, but I always feel like some come, you know, from like a song, I'll be like, oh, okay, that lyrics makes me think of this, or I'll, I'll, uh, you know, sometimes it's just almost like a creative spark where I don't know the, where the idea came from. Do you ever have that kind of, I don't want to say divine inspiration, but like that kind of yeah idea that pops in your head with no real explanation? Yeah, I do. I do have that thing where, or, or, or I'll think of it one thing and then it suddenly goes the other way. And then suddenly like, Oh, that's it. You know, but with like this one with Joe, it, it started with a character, you know, yeah. I, uh, I started writing these puppet plays in as Joe. Um, and I was writing as a kid who knew his, he knew it, his theology up, up and down. Right. But something had gone wrong, and you can't in the plays. You really can't tell what's going on, you know. Yeah. But he's very angry, you know, and and then I just was very interested in his character. So I, I sort of had a, I had a blog for a while where I would just write as Joe, like pretty much every night, and just like whatever was going on in my life, I would kind of have it through Joe's point of view, and um, a lot of that ends up in the book. Like for at one point, Joe ends up making friends with with James Kahn and mm-hmm. uh, and this, I was at the time I was working in a warehouse across from where they were shooting a, a TV show, Vegas. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. Show. Sure, yeah. 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 With, with James Kahn. So his, the honey Maggins were right out back. So when we went out from the warehouse to have our break, you know, there was James Kahn and, and all the cast, you know? Um, so then I, in Joe's world, Joe starts to believe that, that, you know, their best buddies and he goes yeah. and lives with them and all this stuff. So, <laughs> uh, so it, it was, so that was a good collection of like the character and then just whatever the hell was going on in my life. You know? Yeah. And in, in I, I gotta say, I, I love, I love the puppet aspect because it's, it, to me, it, it's such a, uh, solid thing in my childhood you know i was that generation that grew up on the muppets so like anytime there's puppets that's what i think of like i didn't didn't know of the christian puppet show theater aspect but um yeah so i think people are really can connect with them because even if you know sock puppet 
you know, you kind of then relate it to, to Muppets and, and that whole aspect of pop culture. Totally. You want me to tell you my Muppet story? Yeah. Um, so that, you know, so the puppet play started as a total joke, right? Right, right. But then it was like, hey, we should we should perform one of these, you know? And so we made some puppets and we did, right? Yeah. Uh, fortunately, there was some kind of subversive punk puppet thing going on in LA. So we did this thing. <laughs> and then, uh, and that did some other shit. And then Lucy Hansen over at, uh, at, Disney found out about it and uh, was like, uh, hey, we're doing this new thing called a pilot for a show called uh, Next Next American Puppet. The, yeah, the Muppets, next, the Next American Muppet. Okay. And uh, so they shot the puppet, the, the, the pilot. So they had me on and I was one of the contestants. Okay. Right? Now, yeah. now I can't, I can't, I'm not a puppet you know so right, right. i had this little puppet and i learned and it, it was a it was a it was satan puppet okay and <laughs> okay. uh and so i i i learned to do one move where he could like keep his hand up and go across his body right i just figured yeah. i could pull that off as a rod puppet right so i guess his catch catchphrase was what can i do hand up right yeah i'm evil like that right so yeah. I came out and it was like, hey, Beazle, you know, all this kind of shit. Uh, and it was amazing because seriously, the best moment of my life is uh, is Kermit right before, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Kirk. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. <you know? laughs> That's amazing. You know? I know. So yeah. I go out. Oh, and I'd gotten a heads up that Miss Piggy was tough. Yeah. Because oh, David like Arquette. This, she was like the Simon Calvert. Yeah, she okay. was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, Pee Wee Herman and uh, and uh, David Arquette had put together a little thing, and they went right before me. Yeah, and they came out, and they were like, "Holy shit!" It looked like they were like going to pass out. They're like, "Oh my god, have you been done this yet?" I was like, "No, what's up?" And they were just like, "Oh, that piggy's so tough." <laughs> oh my god, you know. And uh, so I did it, and then they were all, you know, that it was a couple others. Was like, uh, I can't remember exactly everyone who was on there, but they were all kind. But then. Piggy was like, I'm worried about you. Um, do you live alone? And I said, well, yeah, but well, with the puppet. <laughs> and she was like, get him out of here. Get him out. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. And it was like, I just was pretending to be a puppeteer. And suddenly I was on the Muppets for this thing, which never aired. Sadly, yeah. But uh, but what an experience, man. Oh, that's that's insane. But, I mean, any story that has Kermit, Piggy, David Arquette, and Pee Wee Herman, I mean, that's a... <laughs> I know, right? right. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was cuckoo. It was cuckoo. Is there any desire to turn uh, your book into some sort of movie, animation, puppet show? <laughs> Puppet show puppets? That'd be interesting. Wow. Puppet show's a good idea. I hadn't done that far. Uh, it sure would be fun. I mean, he's... It's going to be interesting because if you read the book, you know, at times you're like, is this, 
is this real or is Joe like just making this shit up? You know, like yeah. Um, because you know he still has some some trouble from that accident. You know, so right, right, right. You're wondering if like okay, you know, is he still there? You know, um. So it would have to have that kind of angle to it. You know, yeah. But but as much as it's it's a freewheeling story. There's an arc, there's a beginning, a middle, and end. You know, there's, I think, a satisfying finale. Um, so it could work. I would hope so. But God, yeah. a massive puppet play, that would be the one. That'd be interesting. That would I, be I, just, one. I just like the idea of puppets putting on a puppet show with smaller puppets. You know, like yeah. to me, oh, I find God. that very funny. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Because there are <laughs> puppet plays within this. Yeah. Oh, so that would be awesome. Okay, I'm going to credit you on this. <laughs> okay, all right. That's fine. <laughs> I just want to see it when it's done, man. That That's, uh, that'd be cool. Um, so, what, uh, what's next? Do you have another book that you're already working on? Or, uh, yeah, or anything you can talk uh, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm writing a book with my uh, uh, co-writer on the uh, sex madness revealed patrick cooper and um he's a great writer and so we're working on a thing it's a thriller uh it's very different from this um and then i want to do another thing that i've been wanting to do for a long time is um are you are you familiar with the oakwoods in 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 los angeles uh no i've never actually been to L- the furthest i've been west was vegas and Oh, a couple well, times yeah. right yeah well the oakwood is there are these uh furnished apartments right and they're all kind of scattered around la but mostly near the the studios oh so, okay i think i've heard, heard of, of this yeah yeah um yeah is it where like younger actors and like their families will stay like while they're filming and stuff while they're filming or yeah. when it's um pilot season um and sometimes just actor actors you know um and then there's a handful of people that are just you know they 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 get out of their one apartment and they don't maybe they had roommates all forever and so they never got their own furniture so they just move in you know what i mean or a couple that's going through a divorce so the guy moves in there and you know is hanging out by the pool a lot you know Um, (laughs) so i've i've in and out of my career here i've just run into i've been there a number of times and it's a very strange place yeah so i want to do something there with this kind of like a haunted haunted thing and i'd kind of like to send it in the 90s um something like that something around the making a water world because i always think that's so cuckoo um, <laughs> a great movie. yeah that's something <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's one of my 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 favorite great bad apocalyptic movies, but I do like uh, Postman better. We'll say. I can I can hear you. I can yeah. hear you. Uh, um, where can our listeners go to find your book? Uh, yeah, it's well, it will be. It's coming out June first. Um, if you're in LA, um, I'm going to be doing a reading at Skylight on June sixth. Um, but you can get it anywhere. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. 
the publisher is called Pelekinesis, and that's like telekinesis with a P. So you can go straight to them. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can get them. And it's, uh, it's a pretty book because it's not just because it's his journal, he's just pasting stuff in there too. Yeah. So there's about 32 pages of of, of graphics as well. Oh, cool. And do, yeah. do they have that same kind of collage look as the cover? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I hope people will check it out because, like I said, it's sort of 20 years in the making. So it's uh, yeah. Uh, and weird question: Are those Puppet plays still up? Is that? I think you can find them. Where where would them. someone go to find a weird subversive Christian puppet show script? I, I, I would start by okay, search um, puppet to puppet puppet play productions. That's puppet that was the name of our uh, of our uh, of our our troupe. Yeah, um, and. And that'll take it. You'll find you'll find it yeah. uh, probably all over uh, all over the Christian net or wherever you'll find it. Nice, that's awesome, man. But there's uh, some great ones on there. I'm telling you. Yeah, it, it, this has been a lot of fun, man. Like, uh, thank you for reaching out and uh, asking to be on the show. Because anytime you have something to promote, just feel free to reach out and, and let us know. Oh. I'd love to have you back. Oh, sure, man, for sure. This yeah. is a great conversation. Yeah, you're gonna have to work hard to top the 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 Kermit. You know, Muppet show audition story though. That's, that's great. It's all downhill from there, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. It's just cool. too much. All right, man. Again, thank you so much. And for our listeners, all right. thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys again next week uh, when we have, when we talk with someone else. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.